You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 268 of the Take Him With You podcast for Easter Sunday, the 20th of April, 2014. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. you too yeah okay cool huh yeah 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 that's cool welcome everybody to our podcast this is the taken with you podcast the podcast that's kind of a reality show but not so it's a non-reality show no so are we in alternate dimension or something that would be the drug podcast the non-reality podcast yeah we don't do drugs Unless I have a really bad cold, I may take cough syrup to go to sleep at night. But that's a very rare thing. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm dangerous with cough medicine. You are dangerous. Happy Easter to you. Yeah, happy Easter to you, too. You're going to call it Happy Mother's Day? I don't know. It's been a long weekend and a long week, and so I'm kind of like... a lot going on, haven't we? I'm kind of like going in the zone mode of, uh, I need to zone out a little bit before I start a new week tomorrow. I need a cup of Earl Grey. Hot. Hot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we kind of can finish each other's sentences, huh? I don't know. Let's find out. You ready? Um... Uh, let me see things that I frequently say. Um, hey, have you got a match? Haven't had a match since Superman died. Died. Haven't had a match since Superman died. Yeah. Well, you almost got that one. Let's see. Um, 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 I got to go hop in the shower. I have to run to the grocery store. Are there any other ones that we know of? I think there's probably a billion. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, what are we doing for our podcast Save today, the last dear? bite of that for me. Last bite of what? Well, then you're supposed to answer my sentence. Well, I usually say save the last bit of the popcorn with a little crunchy. Which I can't chew. Wait. Yeah. Which are my favorite, so it works out great. Miles the cat just came in here. He looks suspicious. Yeah, really he had company him. here all day, and so he's a little bit grumpy right now. Yeah, well, today was Easter Sunday when you're listening to this, and uh, we had some friends and family over, and the Miles the cat gets pretty upset with visitors. Yeah, he he's a little bit antisocial. But stripey for some reason, grumpy cat. Mm-hmm. Of course, the two people that we had over that weren't part of our family, that kind of were part of our family. Anyway, they uh, They're allergic are allergic to cats. to cats. And they and Stripey kept on wanting to be by them. Yes, it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, we're exciting. 
Yeah. So, so. so we're going to make this short because I don't want to sit here in the studio for the rest of the evening because I have a very busy week ahead of me with lots of jobs to do. And it starts out early tomorrow morning. Yeah. So I thought it would be nice to relax a little bit before then. But uh, this weekend has been pretty crazy because, yeah, what did we do this weekend? We had lots of stuff going on. Yeah, well, you preached down in Raymond today. I wasn't feeling good yesterday. Yesterday, you weren't feeling good. And then Catherine and I went to kind of a memorial thing. For, for the young man that the, passed yeah, away. Yeah, that was her age. That they we they were at our house all the time, the kids. Um, yeah. They That's lived sad. next door for 13 years. So that was really hard. Hug the mom. We both bawled. Yeah. Hugging and then each I, other. And I worked on my sermon for or my message for this morning. <coughs> last yep. night and i cleaned the house and prepped food and it was so funny i went to go work on the the sermon i, I transferred it from my big system over to my laptop mm-hmm. and then fell asleep in the chair well um kind of embarrassing. since we were having people over right after church yesterday i cleaned and then got a lot of the food already so that just either had to be by put the way, out or by the way you made something i can't believe i liked yeah i i came up with a my own recipe because I I'm because of joint issues I don't eat wheat anymore. Eat what? Wheat. Oh, good. Because I, I was going to say if you were a zombie and you didn't eat feet anymore, that would be no. really different. <clears throat> so I found that wheat caused inflammation in my joints, so I've been avoiding it. So I wanted to make feet some... cause flamingination. No, they I'm... look like flamingos. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I made the traditional scalp potatoes the way I normally made it with with wheat flour and milk and butter and all that. But I made a little pan of some a new recipe I just came up with. We had some sour. You're hearing it first, ladies and gentlemen. I I, I chopped up boiled potatoes that I peeled and chopped. Rachel up. Ray, eat your heart out. And I put them in a casserole it's dish. It's Louise. And I added, I mixed up a, in a separate bowl some sour cream. It was light sour cream and 1% milk. You know how you know if it's light sour cream or not? <clears throat> I don't know. When you take the cover off of it, it glows Okay. it's light. Well, this isn't vegan, but it's vegetarian. So anyway, about a cup of sour cream, half cup of milk, which I maybe could have left the milk out because yeah, they were a little bit soupy, but not real bad. I like it kind of creamy like that. And then I put in some Italian shredded cheeses. It was like a four blend, four mix of cheese. And then some cheddar cheese. And then a whole can of chopped mild um, chilies, Mexican chilies. Mm -hmm. And I mixed all that together and then tossed it around with the potatoes and then added a, some Johnny seasoning salt. And you had to pick it all up off the ground because you tossed it around too much. In the bowl. Oh. Just kind of stirred right. it in the bowl. Okay. And a little bit more cheese on top and baked it for mm. about 45 minutes. And it was really good. Everybody was raving over it. You made a small dish of that and a big dish of the other. And, and there's the still half of the big dish left. And yeah, that was with my mom taking, yeah. <laughs> taking some home with her. So, so yeah, yeah, that was a hit. Those little chilies were pretty yummy. Yeah, I'll have to get some more next si, time. Si, senorita. Yeah, they were good. I like the chilies. So you, you would do that again, huh? Yeah. My son, who's kind of a picky eater. I kind of like would like enchiladas with that on it. Mm. My son, who's a picky eater, who doesn't usually try it. Yeah. Well, he likes those jalapeno poppers. 
And, you know, it kind of tasted a lot like that. I'm proud of Andrew, though. He's lost 15 pounds. Wow. Yeah. You were out of the room, I think, when he said. Yeah, he didn't say anything. Yeah, we were asking. He looked looking good. He said, well, you're doing wrong. He goes, yeah, I've lost 15 pounds. He goes, it's really hard. Yeah, I think they've been doing like a phone app where they keep track of their food intake. And then they've been going to the Y. Phones are not fattening at all. They're just just a bunch of electronics, so they don't really fatten you up. They have an an app that keeps track of the calories the app that they keeps eat. track of your appetite yeah and then he that's appalling he's back to work now but he was laid off for a while and they were going to the y every day to work out while he was laid off but he's back to work again do you know that mcdonald's started putting out software for um phones and stuff like that mm-hmm. and you can come over then you can buy them when you have a big app attack what are you yawning for? Because um, I'm tired. So, um, big appetite. So today we we went down to Raymond, and um, you shared a message at my home church I grew up in for Easter Sunday. Yeah, and I think it was really good. You got a lot of compliments on it, and um, I don't actually preach to get compliments though. No, but I think it was a lot of people liked how it was understandable and it w- it wasn't over people's heads. It was yeah, just kind of real, and it has a touch of science fiction in it, which you know if, hey, if we dis- have sci-fi there's disappearing fan, going on right before people's eyes. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyone who's interested in a little bit of bizarre stuff, you can take a listen. People to People r- raising from the dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not quite zombies, but not zombies, but it's some weird stuff. Kill it, kill it, kill it. Got it. I think. Ew. Yeah. We saw this little moth flying through our home. I took pictures of a moth today. Yeah. Very cute. So, yeah, so we had a pretty crazy weekend, and uh, I didn't have hardly any work last week. But you know what? It's exciting. I'm, I'm reading a book by a... Um, a voiceover artist that's makes pretty good money, mm-hmm. uh, and he's just a normal guy, like you and me. Well, you're not a guy. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> it's kind of hard not to, dear. <laughs> okay, go on. Do you the book. To... Oh, okay. All right. So I've been reading this book, and it's really got some really good information in it. And basically, basically, it says how to earn a uh, six-figure income and set your voice something career on fire okay sounds kind of corny the title but really it's really good mm-hmm. and so i registered a new domain it's not up and going yet it's rickmoyer.com now i know that sounds really corny and everything but what the idea of it is to market yourself as far as being somebody that can do voiceovers mm-hmm. so i've i've spent my days when i didn't have any work to do creating um some new demo reels of different companies that I've, because I've had all, close to a hundred clients now in the last five years, mm-hmm. and done some really really cool jobs for them. So now I can take some of those things and put them into a reel. A de- well, they call them a demo reel because back in the day, people would carry around a reel to reel of themselves and play the demo for the radio station person. Mm-hmm. Well, they obviously we don't do that anymore. It's uh, basically an MP3. But what I did is I took my uh, the best of my stuff and I chopped it up. And tried to make 60 second to 90 second demo of different categories like uh, mm-hmm. commercials, 
um, narration, um, jingles, um, character voices, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And so what people will be able to do is when they go to my website, rickmoyer.com, they'll be able to click on those and listen to my voice. And that's the the guy said in his book that that's really, really important. That, and I've got a demonstration site, but it's kind of confusing. you got a lot on there. And mm-hmm. I don't know if people even know where it is. And so that's what I worked on is doing those demo reels and getting them ready to go and not really a reel, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I've been working on. Plus, uh, um, the other marketing thing that he gets a hold of clients that he's worked with in the past. And I also put an, uh, I just put a little blurb out on Facebook that I was open to doing some jobs and got four jobs. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Were they mostly photography jobs? Uh, two photography or? and two web jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's good because I had <laughs> a I was, little interesting had, right now. I had three months of solid work and then boom, nothing, done, nothing. <laughs> and that is okay if you have all the money saved up, but we spend it all yeah. because I don't make a huge amount of money. But uh, it'd be nice if I could figure out some of this stuff and then you wouldn't have to work and then I could uh, budget some time around. And it's just, I think it's just a matter now of marketing because that's the thing I haven't learned yet and so mm-hmm. now i'm learning that so yeah. i'm pretty looking forward to it it's gonna be great yeah i just don't want to get nervous mm-hmm. it's always hard when you don't have an income <laughs> yeah <laughs> believe me but we're gonna be okay yeah that's what i figured mm-hmm. so that's what i did this last week and i worked a lot you just don't want to talk tonight. I can tell. You're not I think it. we should play your message. All right, I'll play our my our my message called um, <coughs> right before. Right before your very, very eyes. eyes. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. sing well, but right. you, that was a song. Yeah. So I'll play the tell. message, and we'll be back <laughs> at the end to just comment real quick, and then um, we will be done with our Easter special uh, since we put out the audio drama already. And we're both tired. So let's take a listen. So today I want to share with you how different the holiday is to me now. Because later on in life, you know, as I went through, I didn't really do anything with God until I was around probably 18 years old. And uh, I, I'll never forget going to a rock concert. You've heard the story before. And the uh, guy that was singing the rock and roll music stopped the concert for a moment and then shared about his life and how he had come to know Christ. And uh, I sat there, my heart beating 100 miles an hour. And as he told the story of how Jesus had saved him, up to that point, I thought all those Jesus people were weirdo, wacko people. They were those people. And then I became one of those people. I didn't dare go forward, though, because I wasn't going to embarrass myself in front of everybody. I said the prayer at my seat. I said, Lord, if you're real, I need you. And, and I believe you died on the cross for me and you rose again. And from this day forward, I'm going to ask you to be my boss. That's how I kind of said the prayer. That was kind of what he was saying. And I'll never forget, no fireworks went off. I didn't fall on the ground or twitch or anything like that. But I can tell you things started to change dramatically the way i thought started it's funny how that works you start to think differently well 
I can guarantee you that Christmas and Easter became a completely different holiday for me after that. There's something about when you know Christ, when you're introduced to Him and you, you accept who He is in your life, everything changes. The way you look at things changes. The way you experience things changes. So today I want to take us on a little journey. We're going to be in Luke chapter 24. I call this, uh, this message right before our very eyes. Luke 24 <coughs> is a really cool account of Easter Sunday. But something I like um, very much in this chapter is uh, we will encounter this really cool situation that has kind of a sci-fi twist to it. I like that kind of stuff, of course. But right here in our very own Bibles, we're going to walk, we are going to see some amazing things happen, and then we're going to see a vanishing act right in front of our very eyes. Are you ready? Okay, look at your neighbor and say, I'm ready. All right, all three of you, thank you. Okay, we're going to start really early on Sunday morning, just like some of us started really early this morning. I was asleep really early this morning. But early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb taking the spices they had prepared. <coughs> they found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, Two men suddenly appeared to them clothed in dazzling robes. Oh, sounds like we're watching a cool show on TV, doesn't it? Or a movie, doesn't it? Now remember, Jesus had died on the cross. They had put him in the tomb. <coughs> he was dead. And if we go into a big, long thing about how, how uh, Jewish people prepared the dead and all that, I don't have time to do that this morning, but I will say this. Let's just say, this was the third day, and they were coming to prepare his body because they couldn't work on the Sabbath, which was yesterday. So they're coming today to take care of him. And, oh my gosh, they show up, and the stone is already rolled away. And they're like, uh-oh, I guess somebody got here before us. Let's get in there and get to work. They get in and he's not there. Oh no, what do we do now? I mean, not only had they been disappointed that Jesus had been crucified, but now he's not there. What are they going to do? That'd be like showing up at the funeral and the body of your loved one is gone. That wouldn't go over too well with people. He's not there. But then to make matters even crazier, poof! <laughs> Besides them show up these, these two dazzling beings in, in robes that were bright and, and shiny and overwhelmed them. The women were terrified, of course, and bowed with their faces to the ground. And then the men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He's risen from the dead. Whoa. What? 
Remember what he told you back in Galilee. The Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and that he would rise again on the third day. Then they remembered what he had said, that he had said this. So they turned, rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11 disciples and everyone else what had happened. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and several other women who told the apostles what had happened. But the story sounded like nonsense to the men, so they didn't believe it. However, <coughs> Peter jumped up and ran to the tomb to look. Stooping, he peered in and saw the empty linen wrappings. Then he went home again, wondering what had happened. All right, there you go. That's the very first thing that happened on Easter Sunday morning. The first one. Wow. That's a pretty amazing story. All right, skip ahead a little bit. That same day, there were two of Jesus' followers, and they were walking to the village of Emmaus. I looked it up because I like... Have you ever used the cool Bible study tools on uh, BibleStudyTools.com? Probably not, huh? Well, it's really cool. If you go there, you can actually hit this thing called the Greek Interlinear Bible. And it puts up the English words and the Greek words. And then you can click on them. And it actually takes you to the, to the word and explains what the word means. Because our English language is very limited in its scope of when we say something... You know, like we say purple or something, we, we automatically think of grapes or something like that. But it, when you said it in, the, in the, the Greek, it was purple with flowering this and that and a couple other things. It, it's just a lot more rich. So I clicked on Emmaus and found out that it wasn't even pronounced Emmaus. It's pronounced Emmaus. Okay, so we're going to call it Emmaus anyway. The meaning of it means warm baths. So apparently there must have been some hot springs there or something. I don't know. Or maybe they were just had a lot of hospitality and they warmed up their bath water. I'm not sure. I didn't do that much research. But the fact was it was seven miles from Jerusalem. So as they walked along, they were talking about everything that had happened. And as they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. But God kept them from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? Obviously, they were having an intense conversation. They stopped short, sadness written across their faces. Then one of them, Cleopas, replied, you must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have happened there the last few days. Jesus, I love how he does this. What things? <laughs> yeah, as if he didn't know. The things that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, they said. He was a prophet who did powerful miracles. And he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. But our leading priests and the other religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death. And they crucified him. We had hoped he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. This all happened three days ago. Now, you have to understand that the, the people were expecting someone completely different than Jesus. 
They thought it was going to be just like all the other people that had conquered the, the, the societies and worlds and places. And they thought that Jesus was going to come back and he was going to wipe out the Roman army and set up his kingdom and everything was going to be hunky-dory and then they finally got to rule and party and be in charge. And then that didn't happen. Not the way they thought it should. Which is a lot like us. We think things should happen a certain way. When God has a completely different plan. It's good for us, but we don't recognize it. You know what I mean? So here they are telling these things to Jesus himself. And you imagine how disappointed they are. It didn't happen the way they thought it should. Everybody was all up in arms and upset because it didn't happen the way they thought it should. They actually, they killed him. He's gone. He, what are we going to do now? And they're talking about this. Then, he says, some women from our group of his followers were at his tomb early this morning and they came back with an amazing report. They said his body was missing and they had seen angels who told them Jesus is alive. Some of our men ran out to see, and sure enough, his body was gone, just as the woman had said. Then Jesus said to them, I love this, you foolish people, you find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scriptures. Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering glory? Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Can you imagine the Bible study that was? Now, this also proves a really interesting point. They didn't stop, sit down at a table and have coffee. They were walking to Emmaus, the place of warm baths, remember? This is interesting because it was this is a lifestyle. He's sharing. It's, it's, a, it's a natural, organic type of thing. It's not a forced thing. And I love that. They're, they're walking. They're on their way. It'd be like today driving on the bus or in the car. Because they didn't have buses and cars then. They walked everywhere. That's why they were skinny. And they're walking away. And they're having this intent conversation. I imagine those seven miles went like that. Especially if you had Jesus sharing with you the scripture and telling and showing you all the scriptures that talked about him. Can you imagine what it must have been like? I would have loved to have been on that road that day. I'd go walking to hear that. I'd take my earbuds out to listen. So by this time they were nearing Emmaus and the end of their journey. Jesus acted as if he was going on. But they begged him, I can imagine, stay the night with us since it's getting late. So we went home with them. And as they sat down to eat, he took the bread and he blessed it. Then he broke it and gave it to them. Suddenly, their eyes were opened and they recognized him. Wow, it's Jesus. And at that moment, he disappeared. Now, this is a lot to... This is a big deal. I mean, they've, they've had this horrible disappointment. They get on the road. They meet this guy that makes them think a lot. They have dinner with him, and boom, they realize it's Jesus. And then all of a sudden, right when they figure this out, poof, he disappears. 
You can imagine that this was an interesting day for Cleopas and his friend. To say the least. How many think that their lives changed after that? Sure did. I love this. This is great. They said to each other, I'm sure they had goosebumps when they said this, didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and explained scriptures to us? And within the hour, this is at night, they got in, they had dinner, it was nighttime. Within the hour, I love this. Within that hour, they were on their way back to Jerusalem. <laughs> Let's go. There, they found the 11 disciples and the others who had gathered with them and said, the Lord has really risen. He appeared to Peter. Then the two from Emmaus told their story of how Jesus had appeared to them as they were walking along the road and how they had recognized him as he was breaking the bread. And just as they were telling about it, Jesus himself was suddenly standing there among them. Peace to you. Peace be with you, he said. But the whole group was startled and frightened, thinking they were seeing a ghost. Why are you frightened, he said. Why are your hearts filled with doubt? Look at my hands. Look at my feet. You can see that it's really me. Touch me and make sure that I am not a ghost, because ghosts don't have bodies as you see that I do. As he spoke, he showed them his hands and his feet. Still they stood there in disbelief, filled with joy and wonder. And then he asked them, do you have anything here to eat? What? <laughs> Can you imagine that? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish and he ate it as they watched. Then he said, when I was here with you before, I told you that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and in the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said, yes, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written that this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all the nations, beginning in Jerusalem. There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. You are witnesses of all these things. And now I will send the Holy Spirit, just as my father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. Well, the story goes on, and I encourage you to read more of it when you get home. But what an incredible, rich story. Wow. A walk to remember. Oh, I had to do it. Sorry. I want to focus on the trip they took and on the walk they took. These two men had their lives turned upside down. They were headed home after a very disappointing experience. And we all do that, don't we? When we're faced with tragedy, when we're faced with things that we can't handle or just tip us over the edge, what do we do? We head towards something that's comfortable, don't we? And that's what they were doing. We're out of here. Didn't happen the way we wanted to. I just want to go home and eat macaroni and cheese, which they probably couldn't have had, but that's beside the point. So I wrote down six things that we learn about the story of the men on their way to Emmaus. Here's the first thing. God is always with us, even when we don't recognize him. Many times, tough times can cause us to look into ourselves instead of looking for Jesus. 
That's called pride. (laughs) If we'd only look around us, we would find Jesus closer than we ever imagined. I've heard it said before, well, boy, God's so far away from that person. That's really not true. You know, God is, is right here, right now. He's right with us wherever we are. We're the ones that have turned away. And when we turn back towards him, there he is. It's not like we have to do a huge amount of stuff to get him to figure out that we're there. He already knows that. We're the ones that walk away. In fact, I can look back now at my life, and I bet you can too, and you can see where God was all along. It's a funny thing how after you have a revelation of God, and you, you accept Christ in your life, all of a sudden you can see where he was working all through your life. It's pretty amazing. But a lot of times, he's right before our very eyes, and we don't see him until we need him. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> it's like when you're, you're going to paint your house, and then all of a sudden, all the internet ads, all the newspaper ads, all the magazine ads pop out that talk about paint or brushes. Why is that? Because all of a sudden you're thinking in that thing, and that stuff pops out. It's the same as us with God. When we're not thinking about Him, when we just cruise along our own way, we don't see all the cool things that He's doing in our lives. It's when we recognize Him that we see Him right before our very eyes. They had Jesus walking with them. And I know the Bible says that God stopped them from seeing Him, but can you imagine if they really truly understood the Scripture, what would have happened? They would have said, wow, this is awesome. Jesus is walking with us. Keep talking. Which brings me to number two. If they had only understood the scriptures, they wouldn't be mourning, they'd be celebrating. Now, that's a really interesting key. How many times in our life we think it's impossible, we think God walked out on us, we think... For whatever reason, we made a bad mistake. And oh my gosh, I'm so far away from God. And we're complaining and we're upset and we're mourning. Oh, I'm so sad this horrible thing happened. When in fact, if we just knew the scripture, instead of mourning and complaining, we'd be celebrating and excited about God, what God was going to do for us. See, there's a different way of looking at life. And Jesus even said to them, you foolish people, if, if you just believed the scripture, it told you what was going to happen, you'd be excited right now because, yo, here I am. And if we just knew the scripture, see, this, this is the case for us as believers to read the Bible. If we know the Bible, if we get it into us, not the boring, you know, fall asleep, you know, the fat offerings. I mean, I understand they're there for a reason, but let me just say there's a whole lot more than fat offerings in the Bible. And there's a whole lot more thou shalt than there is thou shalt not. In other words, the Bible is, is a rich and amazing book. And as you begin to read it, you begin to have knowledge and it goes into the heart. And when it goes into the heart and we start living it, that's when we stop mourning and we start living. How about number three? This is what we learned from the walk too. Walking with Jesus is not boring. It's amazing. I don't know how many people that I have talked to that say I'd never be a Christian because it's so boring. Oh my gosh. If 
fall asleep. And I had to ask him, really, where did, where did you go to church? <laughs> I mean, that's sad, isn't it? It shouldn't be the frozen chosen. Look, at, if there's a group of believers, we got some cool stuff going on because God is present in our lives. And a lot of times, people don't want anything to do with God, not because of God, but because of his followers. Is that bad? And it should be the opposite. It should be, we should be catching. We should be like, we have this awesome plague. And if you come in contact with us, it's catchy. You might just get a little bit rubbed off on you. See, because serving Christ is not boring. It's actually exhilarating. I really believe that you really don't live life to its fullest until you know your creator. Until you know who made you. Until you have a relationship with God. Until you're hooked back up with the life source. That's when life really begins. And it's not boring. Can you imagine? Do you think they were having a boring time on their walk? Again, I tell you, that was the fastest seven mile walk they ever went on. They were there in record time. And I'm sure that they had amazing things to talk about after that. Mm -hmm. Because when Jesus walks with you, it's a whole different story. Number four. (coughs) I loved it how it says that Jesus was going to walk. He was pretending to go farther. And they're like, no, 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 stay with us. Come in here, it's late. Let's have, they were having such a great time. Let's have something to eat. Number four, inviting Christ to hang out with you can only end in a good way. <laughs> By revealing himself to us. Remember, we tend to be like the people that we spend a lot of time with. The more time we spend with God, the more we become like him, take on some of his characteristics. I remember uh, we had this friend that was just, he was so goofy. He had so many different weird sayings that he would say. And the more time we spent with him, all of a sudden Amy would say the sayings and I would say the different sayings. And, and we'd go, what? He's influencing us. Because we were hanging out with him so much, we started talking like him. You think about this. People that hang out with God, they talk like him. They walk like him. And when we invite Jesus... To be part of our life, it can only end in a good way. As he reveals himself to us, we become more like him. So they they did the right thing. Come on in, have something to eat. And then what happened as a result? He revealed himself to them. Number five. The revelation of Jesus changes everything. See, we can look back and see things from a different perspective now. Like I said before. When we come to the knowledge of Christ, when we receive Him into our heart, something changes. And mostly everything changes. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget coming back from that concert after I had received Christ, and all of a sudden, the way I looked at politics, the way I looked at, at uh, freedoms, the way I looked at, at uh, people, it was all different. It started to change, and rapidly. Because our perspective changes. It's like these glasses right here, I can see you very clearly. Now watch what happens when I put these on. All of a sudden, well, you, don't, you can't see this. Whoa, you all look different now. You all look real different now. Some of you can hardly see with these things on. These are crazy glasses. But the fact is, we see differently as our perspective changes. When, see, when we accept Christ, boom, we see through different lenses. 
And we begin to see like God sees. That's why all of a sudden that person that you hated so much starts to, well, yeah, they annoy you, but you see some potential there. That's why when that family member that you'd written off comes to your heart and you pray for them. That's why when you come into a situation where uh, you might mock somebody or make fun of them or laugh at them, you actually help them, have compassion on them, and tell everybody else to shut up. Different perspective, isn't it? The revelation of Jesus changes everything. And then last but not least, I'm sure there's a lot more we can get from this story. When our hearts burn with Christ, that's when we want to share and we'll do something about it. Okay, they had just walked seven miles after a very disappointing day. They had eaten their food. It was time to go to bed. And it says within the hour they got up and folks, they went seven miles back in the middle of the night. They did something. Why? Because their hearts burned with Christ. They wanted to share what they'd experienced. And I'll never forget that happening to me. I'll, I'll never forget that. That's one of the things I have to say. We've been through all sorts of interesting challenges in our Christian walk together, Amy and I have. But one thing I can say, I've never been the same after the day that fire was started in my heart by Christ. No matter what. I, people have tried to snuff it out. But don't let Satan it out. I'm going to let it shine. That, you know, it's true. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. We're the only ones that can walk away from what God has done. And I'll tell you what, when the fire burns on the inside, it changes everything. You're willing to sacrifice. You're willing to go out of your way to tell other people about him. That's when it doesn't become pushy or sales or salesmanship or... or uh, um, obnoxious, that's when it becomes a lifestyle. And people ask you, what in the world makes you so different? I cannot tell you the amount of people that have asked that question of my wife and I. What? Why are you so different? What? How, what, what? You're a good man. I said, no, I'm not. Without God, I'm not really good at all. Thank you. But he changed my life. And they're like, what? What? You don't strike me as one of those religious people. It's because I'm not religious. I have a relationship. There's a difference. Many times, friends, God is right in front of us when we didn't even realize it. But we don't see Him because we get caught up with either our pleasures and our hobbies and our stuff that we want to be selfish about or because of our disappointments in life. We can't see God because we're not looking. If we would simply look for Him, the Bible promises we would find Him. The last thing I wrote down is open our eyes, Lord. We want to see Jesus. He's right there. Maybe in a family friend. He may be a co-worker at work. He may be a student at school. God works through all sorts of people and things if we only open our eyes. Let's pray. Lord, you are so present with us. You didn't stay dead in that tomb. And as we read, God, we got to see this amazing picture of you coming to life and sharing, caring, and filling people full of your life. Lord, we want to be people like that. 
We know you didn't stay dead. We're celebrating today that you came back to life, that you rose again, that you took our place, that all that sin and garbage and all the crazy things that we have done and will do in our life was put upon you, and you took it. And then, amazingly enough, Lord, you love us. Even when we are sinners, you loved us. And you gave your life for us. That if we would only put faith and trust in you, that we ourselves would become born again. New, fresh, hooked back up with our Heavenly Father. Amazing. Today, God, as we celebrate you and what you've done for us, help us to put our faith and our trust in you. If there's anybody here today, as we're praying, that has never asked Christ to be the Lord of your life, never asked Him to be the boss, let me encourage you, He is only a prayer away. It's not some magic prayer. It's not some thing that we can work up on our own. It's simply trusting what Jesus did on the cross. The Bible says, if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is boss, the Lord, and we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. For everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I encourage you today, if you're here as we're praying, give your heart to Christ. Just offer up to him and believe. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us, caring for us, and being so amazing. We worship you. We give you all the praise and all the honor. And we thank you for your sacrifice. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for letting me share today. Okay, there you go. That was the uh, message I brought this morning at the Raymond First Baptist Church. It was quite fun. And I don't know. I always wonder if they're looking at me like, what a crazy guy that is. <laughs> oh, I think they enjoyed it. I, I have so. a, an aunt in the 90s, that in her 90s, that always enjoys it. Yeah, your and, mom said it was good, so that's yeah. good. And, and then I had younger people say and they liked it too. And then there was no children's church today yeah, because so the, lady the, that, in the, the lady sanctuary. that usually does children's church has a um, her knee, so she's, all the kids stayed in. And, you know, other than a baby crying one time, which, you know. I don't even remember that. I mean, and it wasn't that bad. The kids really paid attention and were really well, really well behaved today. Good, that's good. Yeah. Well, it could have been the funny faces I was giving them and <laughs> throwing candy at them. And... Well, someone, someone, no, I didn't really someone came up to me afterwards and they had like their, their, um, I don't know how old, seven year old, eight year old grandson there, I think. Uh -huh. And she goes, I just really was glad that my grandson was able to be here and, and hear Rick's message today. I think oh, that cool. was really good that he heard that. Well, you know, one of the things that I don't want to ever do is I don't want to go back to being religious again. I don't want to, um, I don't think that when you talk about God, it should ever be boring because I don't think God is boring. And I think uh, a lot of times we make him boring or we misrepresent him. And it's always scary for me to get up and talk because you know, you're basically representing what God, you know, what you think about God. And that's, it's a big deal. 
So it's a big responsibility. Well, I think so. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. It's just. I think it's just important to do it well. well. And, and one thing that I always want to encourage people. I don't ever want to leave people mm-hmm. beat up or hurt. We want to encourage people, and yet we don't want to say that we know it all either. No, because we don't. Because we don't. We've talked about this. The older we get, is the less like, we know. The less we realize we really know. <laughs> and the more we just have to trust that, um, you know, God has it all under control. He knows what's up. Yeah. Which is cool. Very cool. All right. Well, I prayed for everybody on the actual message, so okay. we're good. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, you certainly can. Visit us at takehimwithyou.com. We'd love to get a letter from you, a, a, a message from you, an email. Mm-hmm. You can go to amy at takingwithyou.com or rick at takingwithyou.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if you feel so inclined, um, we do have our stuff coming up where we have to pay for our hosting and stuff for our websites and all that jazz. And there's a lot. So and if you want to help with that, you could by going to our PayPal button on takingwithyou.com and making a quick donation. That would be really cool of you. This this month would help more than yeah most we're kind of having a, we're having a rough month this month as far as money goes but uh, so you know anyone that wants to help pay the that um just about everything yeah utility bill the, I'm sure um, you know I'm, I don't, I don't want to sit here and beg and sound like we're we're yeah. dirt poor we're not but um but it's a challenging month you know I think anyone that month. is in business. Yeah, when you do your own business, it's a whole lot different story. You you have these little cash flow issues at times. At times, yeah. Where Rick actually has several people that he's done jobs for that I haven't been just paid. haven't been paid so yet. So it's like, oh, please. And so, you know, we have some money that's supposed to be coming in to pay bills. It yeah. just hasn't made it yeah, to so our accounts yet. I'm sure it will all work out. I don't want to whine about it. But uh, yeah. it does really help from time to time. We, uh, we have a few people that give a little bit every month, which is really 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 That's nice a big blessing oh yeah. yeah it's just really cool of you guys to do that and then every once in a while we'll have people you know give us you know a substantially large gift uh once in a while for us yeah, yeah and that's always mm-hmm. really nice it, it's it's always a blessing to us yeah because we use it to catch up on bills and try to get ahead a little bit and that's always nice we'll get there someday <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that's good. I don't want to talk about that anymore. Yeah. It makes me nervous. <laughs> I know. Well, and I pray that everyone out there that's listening, too, I know everyone else has different things oh, they yeah. struggle with, and yeah. pray that everything works out Yeah, for and if you ever everybody. need prayer, just let us know what you need prayer for, and we certainly will pray for you. Yeah. And okay, you can everybody. pray for us. Happy Easter. We hope you had an awesome Easter season, and uh, let's get on with it, shall we? Amen. Do your thing. This has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2014, all rights reserved. Thank you, dear. You're welcome. Bye, everybody. Happy Easter.
beautiful love came to town. 